Hey, Isaac. What? Did you see the joke I posted about my spine? No. It was about a week back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. This is episode 196, and I am your host, Stephen Dutzman. As always, this week, I am joined once again by my co-host, Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power, and Editor-in-Chief of SuperParent.com and GamesDaily.biz. Uh, this week, we're talking about video games. Amanda, I have missed you so. I have missed you, too. It has been literal weeks since, since we've talked. Literal I mean, we weeks. Talk since, I mean, we text every day, but I, I, I haven't say- heard your voice in, like, a bajillion years. I know. Um, and, well, there is one solution. You could download my podcast and listen to it. I'm just saying... I'm not trying to criticize. I meant talking to you, not listening to you on the podcast. Of course, I've been keeping up with the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, I'm just saying. Um, But um, it's been weeks, not because we were fighting or anything, but because you were... we don't feud. We don't. I I mean, and that's good. We don't. But here's what happened. Here's my understanding. You basically went to L.A., stayed there for a week working very hard, running an event for GameDaily.biz, or for GameDaily. But mm-hmm. GameDaily.biz was involved. It was um, for Game Daily Connect. Game Daily Connect. For event series. Um, and so you were working very hard mm-hmm. and were likely very frustrated because you were working very hard inside Disneyland. Oh, I went to Disneyland as much as I worked. Okay, so good. Okay, fine. all right, good. I was affr- – this is why it was. it's good that we talked because I would have yeah. been losing my mind. Um, okay. And then you left there mm-hmm. and did not come home. No. You went immediately to Seattle for PAX West. I did not pass go. I did not collect $200. I went immediately to PAX West. And proceeded to do PAX West things. Mm-hmm. Um, including um, doing remarkably well at uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. I um, would have had it. I got screwed on that last dive. Yeah, you shouldn't have picked the random one. That I was shouldn't. not a good call. I was, was screaming. I was screaming at my phone while I was watching you. I was so upset. It was like, Amanda, I don't you? Thing. I, I believe you. If I was there, I would have coached you. I know. You would have shouted at me from the audience. Don't, don't be take stupid. the random one. Keep it simple. And that's fine. You know what? Next year, I'll be there. I know you will. Um, Maybe, I'll, do it again. maybe I'll be a competitor, though. But I'll still be rooting for you. You would have I- to... You would have to put my name in the hat, in the ring and talk to your friends. Um, So... So you and so and then you still did more stuff because then you came home and had to catch up on two websites worth of work while you were gone. So and you've I got been sick. and you got sick. Mm-hmm. Um. Meanwhile, I've been home. Uh. Like I don't know. Like football season started. So like I'm feeling super under. Um. Like I am not as cool as you are, and that's and and because uh, I've just been just doing nothing, but. Um, we got a ton of video game stuff to talk about because while you were gone, while you were away from the office, um, <laughs> my uh, out of office fly is a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, literally, like, damn. So, uh, first, I thought let's go around the horn because we have three games to talk about today. Yeah. Um, and um, two for me, one for you, and I think people will be interested to hear it. Why don't I'll start with one, and then you'll go. Um, 
I'm going to start with Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 because I bought it while you were gone. I'm now, so happy for you. Now, um, I have been playing it solely co-op with my 13-year-old son. Um, and I will not play it without him. I've also been playing with, um, you know, intermittently other kids. But at the very least, always co-op with Evan. Um, they're currently without screen time for a little while because of some shenanigans, but that's going to be over soon, and then we'll get back to it. Um, guess what? It's not great. It is not going to be anyone's game of the year. It is, but you know what it is? It is good enough. And I think in 2019, good enough in a game that includes Spider-Man and Cyclops and Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel, and a bunch of superheroes that I have no idea who they are, um, is good enough for me. It does the trick. I yeah. mean, it's a solid 7.5, I think. Anyway, I think it's 7. perfect. 7.5, 7.58, I guess, somewhere yeah. in there. It's not a, It's not anywhere near a perfect game, but it's got it's got chops. Yeah. Um, and it's enjoyable enough. Exactly. Here's what it, it does. So, um... It sets expectations, mm-hmm. and it accompli- it it achieves those expectations, and I think that's like my favorite part about it. Like this game does not come out and be like, "Check us out, this is The Last of Us," and we're gonna no, it doesn't do that. It says it starts off being a stupid Guardians of the Galaxy story, and um, it's just just good. So if you so this is my official commentary on this. Um, if your family enjoys the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general, and, um, then this is the perfect game. Like, sit down, four-player co-op, it is easy, because it had even, the easy mode is bananas easy. Like, hit a button, um, person who's never played a video game can probably get there. Um, but you can ramp up the difficulty and there are challenges. So even your more seasoned gamers will find something. Um, there's a character for everybody. It's great. Um, and if you want to play it on easy mode, just be the Hulk. Um, so, because he's the Hulk. Um, so yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. This is going to be one of the top of our holiday gift guide this year. Because it's like, yeah. if you like, because this is one of those, especially if you got... Um, you know, bunch of kids always at your house. <laughs> this is one of those four four kids can play this game and just wreck what are face. You saying? I'm saying that this is perfect for families that have lots of kids in their house. <laughs> um, for one reason or another, be it if they have a big family or two families that like became a big family, or if you just happen to be the place where everybody goes after school. You know what I'm saying? Oh, or if you're just a bunch of comic book dorks. Um, also, Cyclops is in this game for free. Which is 100% your jam. Yes. Um, 100%. And Colossus, too. And you know what? I like him, too. Not as much as I like Cyclops, though. Um, so, that's Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. It's so cool. It's really stupid, though. Be ready for the stupid. But it's stupid in all the best ways. It's yeah. a Switch exclusive, by the way. And I know there's some people complaining about that, but Nintendo published it, guys. So... They, they, I mean, they are under no obligation to put it elsewhere. Right, though. 
we right. li- we live in a weird world though who knows but nintendo published it this is a nintendo game the downside of that is means the price is probably never going to go down um true. but you know what uh black friday is coming soon and i bet you'll be able to find it for 20 percent off or something like that grab it when you can this is a great deal um amanda You've been yes. playing a game that I have heard about but never seen called Heave Ho. Uh-huh. And I would like you to tell me and our listeners what in the world this game is. You know, Heave Ho is really hard to describe. It's well, one of those games where it's like this bananas party game that has no business existing at all, let alone being enjoyable and fun. And it's somehow both of these things so you play like this paint filled balloon with arms and like a wacky face and you get to customize your wacky looking paint balloon okay and the goal is is that by using the two bumpers on your on your joy cons or on your um your controllers or or whatever those are your hands so you use you got your left hand you got your right hand and that's how you navigate the world so you okay. hold on to this other paint balloon or the other paint balloons in this particular level. And the goal is to get from one side of the level to the other. And as you go, there are like it gets progressively more difficult as you go down the line. Uh, so you have to like dodge spikes and you're not actually able to, you know, get into like in the earlier levels. There's this little you that you kind of fling yourself into as a team Later levels, you have to fling yourself onto a rope and one of you has to grab onto it. So it's a dexterity game and it becomes really difficult really fast, but it is hysterical as a party game. Like playing it with kids is amazing. Playing it with adults is hilarious. Everybody has a really good, really good time. It's fun to screw the other players because when they fall off, they explode into like paint and paint goes everywhere you know what? Um, I remember seeing this game, and here's what... So, I remember seeing this game, and the demo that I had... Tell me if I'm crazy. The demo that I had, wasn't it that all the... The, the demo that they showed at PAX, all the balloons were pink? So, when they splatted, it looked like blood? And you were like, nah, bro, they're not blood. It's yeah. paint. Yeah, um, in that the trailer, I think it I was. I think I remember that. And yeah, you're and telling said, me to worry, chill out. It's not bloody. It's not blood. It's not violence. It's just paint. Yeah. There are a bunch of paint balloons. Because they're paint balloons. I get it. This feels like this is gonna this is gonna be a walk, but this feels to me like snipper clips, runbo, and quap all like uh-huh. thrown together. Entirely. Did I just de- entirely. Did I just describe it all? You really did. I'm really proud of you. I'm... You never played this game and you described it perfectly. To be fair, I was watching the trailer while you were talking. I can multitask because I wanted to because it sounded so familiar as soon as you said paint balloons. Um, I'm terrible at names, just like I'm terrible at titles. So Hevo, um, yeah, you should have mentioned if you had said that it was a devolver game at the top, I would have been like, oh, so it's weird. Oh no, it's entirely bonkers. It is a bonkers, strange game from Devolver Digital. And if you've never played a devolver game, I am both delighted because you get to experience a devolver game for the first time and i'm very sad because you've never experienced a devolver game devolver uh, is great bizarre um indie publishing label and they do amazing work absolutely amazing yeah they do some weird stuff it's great 
Oh yeah, no, they're they're totally um, crazy. They did. Uh, oh man, what's the game? I mean, they've done a ton. The one I want to talk about is the is the roguelike Zelda like where you can turn into a Power Ranger. Uh, oh, the swords oh. of Di- the swords of Ditto. Oh right, they swords, the swords of, Ditto. of Ditto, which I adore. Um, and I liked it even more once I figured out how to play. Uh, the first couple times I played it, I had no idea what I was doing. Once I grokked it, the game got even better. Um, so that's Heave Holds. Uh, it's a Switch exclusive right now. No, it's actually on. Oh, it's Steam on as all well. of the. Th- oh, it's on that. So that means it'll eventually yeah. be on all of the things. Um, that is. It is- extremely good game and it is so hilarious to play so if you are looking for something to do you know on a lazy sunday afternoon evo will get betty in stitches it sounds great sounds great i will have to play it um all right so here's my second game and the Mm -hmm. reason this is going last is because this game is mad old guys um, and we'll talk about this because the reason I am playing this is a news thing from later. But I want to talk about Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo. Awesome. Um, um, which I am playing on my Nintendo Switch. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because that's relevant. Um, this game is really damn good. Um, I had never played it. It is an extremely good video game. So um, huge blind spot for me as a classic gamer who loves platformers. Um this game just happened to come out like, I mean, it obviously was, it was a very late super Nintendo title. So I had already moved on or something. I don't know. Um, and I had been meaning to play it forever, but like, you know, cartridges are hard to come by and I've watched plenty of like speed runs on during like games done quick, but this game is really good. Um, it is way harder than Yoshi games are now. So like my daughter, picked it up and tried to play um and you can probably hear her in the background because it's homework time um so uh so i apologize for that everyone um so she tried to pick it up i apologize for maggie she's just the cutest little peanut she is great um but it didn't work because it was hard and she was used to new yoshi which is kind of like a baby game um super mario world 2 yoshi's island is the does opposite not of that mess around that no. game does not mess around at all i kept being it like the deep end and says yeah. swim yeah and so i was playing and i'm i will i am terrible at video games however i am if i were to pick a thing that i'm kind of good at as platformers i'm not like super meat boy good but like i'm good and this game beat me up and my oldest was watching me and he's just like oof 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 and I'm like, man, I can't. I mean, if you want to pick up the controller, you can play this old school game. Um, and he didn't, um, because he's a coward. Oh, so um, he he just wanted to make fun of dad. Oh, he definitely wanted to talk trash. He's 13, so making fun of dad is like the thing. Um, and he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna hear me call him a coward, and it's fine. I don't mean like an actual coward, but a video game coward—that's an okay thing to say. Um, so Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Um, that's a good segue. Um, cause I'm, you might be wondering what's the super Nintendo game doing on the Nintendo switch. We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how that got announced. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Hey, 
Hey everybody, this is Steve, I'm the host. If you like listening to this podcast, you probably like some of our other content too. You can find that all over social media, so make sure to head over to facebook.com slash engagedfamilygaming. Perhaps you might like to see some stuff on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash E-F-G-A-M-I-N-G, or maybe you just want to head on over to Instagram and look for Engaged Family Gaming there. See you later, guys. Bye now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 196. It's time for the big topics. And the first big topic is, while you were gone... They just decided to have a Nintendo Direct. They're like, oh, man is not at the house. Get out. Um, and let's do it. Um, like mom not being home. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. And man, did they. Because this was a 40-minute Nintendo Direct. They lied to us big time because they said that it was just going to be about Luigi's Mansion and um, and uh, Pokemon. That was it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, 40 minutes. That's going to be a, I mean, okay, deep dive time into Pokemon, right? Maybe they'll show us the evolutions or something, which they still haven't done. Nope. By will, now, by now, now we have known. Oh, by yeah. now for Sun and Moon, we knew. So they're tormenting us. Um, oh, they're poking at us at this point. Yeah. They're just being mean. It's, they're just, they're just, it's fine. Um, But so they did, they showed us a little bit about, they showed us three minutes of information about Luigi's Mansion. Three minutes. Um, and it's fine. Great. It's coming on Halloween. My wife is mega hype. My wife is Luigi's Mansion fan number one. Believe it or not. That is, that is excellent. She's very much into Luigi's Mansion. Um, and they showed us some cool information about Pokemon. Um, most notably that you have a curry dex and that there is a cooking mini game inside the Pokemon. Um, sure. Great. You know who loves that? People who write wikis for larger websites because cooking w- wikis do great traffic. Yo, so I'm sure the IGN S-E-O. wikis team. I'm sure the IGN wikis team immediately started writing it. Like, oh, I'm sure. Like freaking Miranda Sanchez lost her damn mind because it was Pokemon to begin with, and then she immediately started writing a wiki about something that wasn't even a thing yet. Um. That's so, right. um, yeah, I mean, I would have done the exact same thing if I had a wiki. Um, so, uh, yeah, and it's cool, right? Like, they showed us some cool new Pokemon, including a ghost tea set. Sure. Um, it's not a trash bag or a, a ghost sandcastle. It's a tea set now, so it's cool. It's cool. Um, I like it. I like the tea Pokemon. Um, so, out, so those were the things they told us about. And then there was the other 30 minutes of Nintendo Direct. So... Um, superparent.com was so kind as to, uh, give us some of the highlights. Thought we'd go through some of it. Um, we had a Smash Brothers Ultimate update. Uh, most notably, Banjo-Kazooie came out that day, which was very fun for those that, um, you know, if, so if you bought the Hero Pass, um, which if you're a Smash fan, it's probably something you did. As soon as it was done, you were able to go download your, uh, your Banjo-Kazooie. They actually had a video, kind of like what was done for Hero, um, which was just a pretty casual live feed of Sakurai showing us how Banjo-Kazooie works. Um, and Amanda, would you believe that we live in a world where a Nintendo executive, he's got to be an executive. Is he an executive? He's a high up at yeah. Nintendo. Sakurai, he's he's a big deal 
um, explicitly told people during a Nintendo Direct to buy a game on their Xbox and play it. We live in a world where that happened. If I you told know, that you... That doesn't surprise me. If I told you that at the beginning of this year, that during a Nintendo Direct, they were going to tell you to play an Xbox game, would you believe me? No, probably not. Also, uh, Sakurai is a director. He's a game okay. director. Okay. So he's not he's not an exec. I needed to make sure, just in case, but right. he's not an exec. Well, you're, you're an actual journalist, so you, the facts matter to you. Um, they do. As far as I'm concerned, he's the Smash dude, so he's bigger than an executive to me he's the um, smash guy therefore <laughs> i mean he's the smash guy so um I understand. they they also they also announced that the dude from undertale is a is a costume that you can buy it's and really interesting bold uh, move um i mean listen uh it's a dlc that that dlc is 75 cents and it includes a costume for your Mii Fighter that basically makes your Mii Fighter into Sans from Undertale. I'm pretty sure that that has been bought a million times already. Yes. 100%. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't know how to make games, but I bet you they probably spent 50 man hours making that. I don't know about you. Sounds like a profit to me. Um, Mad um, I saw a video posted on Twitter that was a live feed of the Nintendo store because you know how the Nintendo store in, in New York has people in for the directs and when that got announced the place went bonkers there were people jumping up and down hugging each other like I have never played Undertale Um, it doesn't I've, sound I've like it's my jam it. it isn't I don't think it is I we can have a separate conversation about Undertale because it's it's just not for me. It, it's it tries to be it tries to be genuine with its emotional connection to the player, but it just comes across as saccharine. So that's I'm fair. not a fan. I appreciate that it makes a lot of people happy, and that's what yeah. matters to me. Yeah, um, exactly. And it made Smash a lot of money in like a minute i'm pretty sure that it wasn't banjo that crashed the the e-shop it was sans from uh undertale yep. so next uh they they announced a free-to-play kirby game uh super kirby clash which we actually have uh played a bunch of in this house it is basically uh monster hunter with oh, oh evan evan disagrees what is it come would you like to come talk into the microphone yes i because you're wrong. Okay. Wow. You have four people, and you're all playing Kirby, right? Okay, so that and obviously you have to it's fight a boss, and you get stuff, and that's how you. So in Monster Hunter, you get together in groups of four people, and you fight giant monsters, and you get stuff. Oh. In what world am I wrong? I don't know. Get yeeted on, as the kids like to say. No, it's Kirby. Okay, Wait, well, it's obviously it's Kirby. Okay, you. All right, go dab in the corner. Um, he's... I'm working now. Thank you. Um, okay, so it's not actually Monster Hunter, but it plays very similarly. You get in a group of four, you pick classes, you equip gear, you fight monsters, you get stuff, rinse, repeat. Well, of course, it's a, it's a free-to-start game. You pay, 
and you can buy virtual currency. Um, it's a, I mean, that's the only thing that I dislike about it. But I mean, this one is more giving with the virtual currency than the previous one. Yes. So they they're uh, they're it. a little bit more generous, but at the end of the day, they also have a way. Apparently, like there's a forty dollar macro transaction that is that gives you enough money, like in game currency. What? That's okay. So that basically is like buying the game because it gives you enough that it is virtually infinite. So you basically are buying the game. So rather than making it so that things don't cost anything, they basically just give you infinity monies. Do I think that's perfect? No. Do I think it's cool that I can fight a boss as the healer while my three kids beat up a Kirby boss? Yes. And I'm I'm willing to put up with some of it. It could be worse. We could be playing uh, the My Team mode in 2K20. Don't get me started. Um, um, I podcasted about that on the way to work this morning, actually. Um, so... Um, then Game Freak finally gave us more information about Little Town Hero, and I think it looks adorable. Have you seen anything about Little Town Hero? I have not seen a darn thing about okay. Little Town Hero. Tell me everything. Okay, well, I will refer some of the information uh, from superparent.com. as gave us a little bit. It's coming October yeah. 16th. It's $25. That's the one thing that no one has ever mentioned like, through all the marketing, no one said that this was not a full-price game. Um, they heard Game Freak. They saw RPG. They just assumed that it was going to be a $60 game. So when it came in and they were like, so it's an RPG where you never leave your town. A lot of folks were like, yeesh. Like, this does, this looks kind of rough. This probably isn't going to be very deep. And then it got out afterwards on Twitter, like, oh, by the way, dudes, this is only $25. And everybody went, oh, okay. Oh, so um, you play as a dude who's in his hometown, and his hometown is getting, and you no one can leave their hometown, um, because reasons. I'm sure that there's a reason. Um, and so monsters start to attack, and so you have to defend it. Um, and one of the ways you defend it is with ideas, which is weird, but oh, I like I'm down. That. Um, I like that. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. It just obviously depends on how they execute it. Um, that's fair. It's got a cool cartoonish but not hand-drawn art style. Like, this isn't Dragon Ball Z, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters or anything. But this is, it's cool. Um, It's coming very soon, and it is inexpensive. I actually cannot wait. Game Freak is known, obviously, for their Pokemon stuff. But they've made other games, and they've made some pretty good stuff. Uh, I, I highly recommend Temba the Badass Elephant. Have you ever played Temba the Badass Elephant? I have not. It's another game for a game. It's a, it is a platformer where you play Rambo, but he's an elephant. You know what? That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I mean, it is what it is. Um, they should, but the problem is it's strapped on the Wii U right now. Actually, I think, oh, I think it's on Xbox. I have the Wii U. Yeah. Is it plugged in? Oh, yeah. No, the kids play the Wii U all the time. Okay. Believe I, it or not, like they love it. I believe, I do believe you. My daughter is the only person that plays the Wii U for us because, believe it or not, um, the the Mario versus Donkey Kong tipping stars game is like her jam. Um, oh she's God. making she makes levels nonstop. I love that. Um, so yeah, she is all I'm in. I'm begging for life. I know, I know you are. She makes um, life. So, um, in honor of you, we started taking selfies in the, uh, in the, uh, on the, while we I wait for the boss. Um, that is. I love it. So, um, anyway, 
So I'm burying the lead. Probably in a, in a Nintendo Direct where they announced um, Undertale coming to Smash and uh, more Pokemon details and everything. Um, the biggest announcement is that they announced the Super Nintendo games are coming to Switch uh, through the Nintendo Switch Online service mm-hmm. um, w- at no additional cost, which mm-hmm. is. Um, which is not something that I would have predicted. I figured that they were going to bump it up a couple dollars, whatever. Um, they just said, "Nah, we're gonna, we're just gonna throw the games in as a value add." Um, I will read the list um, for everyone's benefit. I'll go quick. Here we go. Buckle up. Super Mario okay. World, Super Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Stunt Race FX, Kirby's Dream Land Three. Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Star Fox, F-Zero, Pilot Wings, Kirby's Dream Course, Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mag 2, Lost in the Tropics, Super EDF Earth Defense Force, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Puyo Puyo 2, Super Soccer, and Super Tennis. Okay. Um, 20 games. Yeah. 20 games, um, and five of them are among the best video games ever made, full stop. I think we can agree on that, right? Like, if we were to... Super Mario World, Link to the Past, Super Metroid, um, and, I mean, even if we ignore everything else, those three are a pretty good trifecta. Um, I honestly just assumed that when they started doing SNES games, they were just going to put out, like, two a month. Like they had been before, um, but no, they came out and dropped twenty on us. Um, I have played a bunch of these. Um, some of them are wonderful, like best games of all of like all time. Some of them, like Brawl Brothers, are not great. Um, with that said, Brawl Brothers is fun if you just want to play a stupid game with your kids. It's it's, it's true, not yeah. final final fight or rival turf. It is not. True. But it is a. I don't think I've ever played Rival Turf. Okay, but Rival I've Turf. Fight. Well, because you know everybody made a um, Rival Turf. I mentioned it is not good, but Rival Turf I mentioned because my brother and I um, rented it and finished it, um, and we cheesed it because we found out uh, this is when we de- determined that cheesing was okay because um, it was brutally hard. Uh, for us at least. And we found out that if you literally just do air attacks, so jump and kick and nothing else, you will never take damage in that game. So we referred to it as move for the rest of our lives. We referred to it as the rival turf strategy, which is just jump and punch them. Um, Strangely enough, when we started playing street fighter, that became not a great idea because rival turf thinking is not great when Ryu can dragon punch you out of the air. but That's true. It, but in Rival Turf, they are not very good at punishing that. So, um, But Brawl Brothers is just like that. It's a stupid brawling game. Dra- Breath of Fire is a pretty okay, J- a pretty good JRPG. You know, it's there. Um, and then, yeah, this is a great collection. Now, the bad news that was not made a part of this announcement is that moving forward, they're not going to be putting out new games every month. They're going to be regular, but not on a schedule. Um, there are some folks that were super disappointed in that. Um, for me, 
they just gave us 20 games when they were giving us two a month. So that, for me, that gives them a 10-month buffer, as far as I'm concerned. And I wasn't, ex- there were, I went months without a game that I gave a crap about before, so I was already waiting two or three months. That's so fair. for me, I'm fine. And I also think that it means that they can make them more of an event because truth be told, um, if let's say Legend of Zelda Link to the Past wasn't part of this list, let's just pick that one, right? Um, that would be a sick reveal as part of like a Nintendo Direct. Yo. Whereas if it's just part of a schedule, then that's just like an email. It's like, just, it's a, just thing. a it's a blog post. Yeah, it's Whereas, a it's a news beat. Yeah, like, could you imagine when they eventually put Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3 out, and they can do them at the same time? And, like, can you imagine how you're making you're making eyes at me? Because you're very, because that's... Because I love those games, right? like, so well, much. They're great, but if they, if they were doing two a month, they would have to split them up, and then it would just be a blog post. It would be, like, putting a picture up on Instagram. Who cares? Whereas now, they can be like, no, check it out. All three Donkey Kong games are added right now and that's a very different experience it gives them an opportunity to make these things events um let's be real it's a win it's seriously it's a win for them to handle it like this um could you imagine how fast the eShop will well it won't be on the eShop but like eventually they're gonna put Final Fantasy 6 slash 3 on this thing I mean that's kind of an inevitability I think uh (laughs) I I hope so. I feel like I shouldn't get my hopes up, but I also hope so. It feels like an inevitability for me. Um, That's an event. That's not a new... That is... You hold a Nintendo... You could hold a Nintendo Direct just for that, I think. Um, Because that's a big deal. So that's kind of what I think. Um, With that said, the good news is no additional charge. Mm -hmm. Nintendo, at this point, the Nintendo Switch Online service is $20 a year. Um. You definitely get your money's worth unless you have no interest in playing older games. Um, Like, if your kids are not down with, you know, if they don't play Splatoon online, they don't play Smash online, um, if they don't do any of that stuff and they're not interested in the older games, then I guess forget about it. But at $20 a year, the collection of Nintendo and now SNES games is worth it by itself. And they're only going to be adding more. Um, I'm a huge fan. Um, Yeah. And I'm I'm slowly gonna go through and play all these. I think we're actually gonna have a uh, micro podcast as part of our podcast network where I play through all the games and talk about them. Um, nope. Because because I don't know if you know, I like podcasts. So it's for um, you. those are the big announcements. Man, they made so many more. Like Final Fantasy stuff coming. And did you know Final Fantasy VIII came to the Switch this week? In while you were I gone, I sure did. Like what, that one I did know about. Yeah. Like what I. <laughs> And just yes, just this morning, they gave a release date for Crystal Chronicles. Um, did you ever play Crystal Chronicles? I did. Did you like it? Uh, That's a no. That's a, a no. Okay. That's a no. A bit. Okay. We're hype monsters. That's a no, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Um, so my that is another game that my wife is super excited about because we owned it on the GameCube and she very much enjoyed it. And um, we're probably going to get it. It's coming out in January. Um, This week, the next time we gather for video games, we're probably going to talk about a whole bunch of Japanese stuff as the Tokyo Games, the Tokyo Games show is happening. 
per, it's, it's gearing up as we speak. Um, so that's the Nintendo Direct. Um, it was cool, man. Nintendo just came out of nowhere and just how cool is it that six times a year, basically, Nintendo just comes and just wrecks our world with all sorts of cool Nintendo news. It's true. They are very good at that. It's so good. All right. Shouldn't so, be this, but it is. So so that's the the, the big news stuff. There's other things that happened, obviously, but I, I, I don't want to not talk about your experience at PAX West. Because I know you played some games there that oh, were not Mario and Sonic in the Olympics. Um, and I promise that's the last time I'm going to bring that up. Um, so pain wh- point. Pain point. Because, <laughs> folks, we're on, we're on Skype. And we can see each other. Um, and so when I mentioned it, she gave me a playful, I hate you face. <laughs> a little bit. Um, a small bit. I'm learning. Because we've known each other long <laughs> enough that I know when she says she hates me in a playful way. Um, so you played some games. Tell me, well, t- first off, just let's talk about PAX West in general. What was your experience like? It was weird. <laughs> it's not normally weird, but there's been some stuff going on in the industry, in the game industry, which we can't get into because it's yeah. very, like, not... it's very heavy. Yeah. Very, very heavy. So, you know, oh. it was it was challenging, but my parents came down from British Columbia. I saw um, that. Did yeah. they go to the show, or did they, they like... Did. Okay. It's actually the third time my parents have been to the show. Okay. So that was really fun. It was great having them there. Um, I mean, I I had a I had a mostly good time at PAX, aside from the fact that it just felt strange. Okay. Well, there was heavy stuff happening, like, literally while it was going on. Yes. Right? Some so... big, heavy, scary stuff in the industry that... If you want to know more, you can tweet at me, and I can DM you. But I don't feel comfortable getting into it. Yeah, no, um, yeah, let's not talk about it here. Um, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, you know what? It com- I knew that all of these things were happening. I didn't know they were all happening overlaid on top of each other because time is a, a flat, flat circle. circle. Um, yeah. so, all right, so let's talk about the good stuff that happened because obviously, yeah. uh, there was some weight to the universe. Um, but you, but at the end of the day, you did get a chance to play some games. I did. So let's talk about some of it. Okay. Well, let's talk. I want to talk about a handful of them, especially the ones that are, you know, relatively kid and teen friendly. Sure. Um, the first show or the first game of the show that I ended up seeing was Marvel's Avengers. Ooh. You um, actually, did you get to play it? I did. It was a hands-on Ooh. demo. It's actually my, my preview of it is going up tomorrow. I'm just polishing it off now because I've, you know, I got sick last week and I just hadn't had a chance. So I'll give you like the TLDR. If you don't want to, if you don't want to go and read the the whole preview, the game is really interesting. The initial loop going through all of the various characters, uh, all the various heroes rather, as um, you start off at Thor, you have to learn all of Thor's various abilities and toss a hammer and do the thing and then you move over to Iron Man and then you're playing as I think you're are you playing as Hulk next? You play as Hulk? Yeah, I think it's Hulk next. I watched the video. Is it Cap and then Widow? Yeah, it's Cap and then Widow. Yeah. So Captain America's afterwards and then you finish off the demo as Black Widow. They mm-hmm. all have completely different movesets. They all play completely differently. But what I found to be the most approachable about it is that the their 
the foundational skills that you learn where the button presses are and everything like that, that all stays the same. Awesome. So running and everything like that. So tossing a hammer isn't that different than tossing your shield as Captain America. Which so is cool. It, yeah, exactly. And it was a great cinematic, although incredibly linear introduction to uh, yeah. to their universe, to their take on the Avengers. Sure. I'm curious to see what multiplayer looks like. That's the That's one of the big question marks for me is how's multiplayer co-op going to work and is it going to be smooth and steady or is it going to be, you know, a janky mess? I'm hoping it's going to be smooth and steady, but I don't have any more information on it at this time. But all in all, it was a really solid demo. Very enjoyable. Gameplay was fast. It was violent, but it wasn't bloody. So... Like an MCU movie. Yeah, exactly. So it was a solid T rating on this one. I don't think it had yet but i think it's gonna earn a t yeah i think it's gonna earn that t rating kind of like destiny does like destiny like really earns it like i think it maybe dodges an m rating um with destiny but well, with that one the same way yeah right oh, yeah. Legends is the same way it just yeah. barely skirts into the t yeah. so they got there and we're like so what, what do i gotta do what do i gotta do what do i gotta cut out of this um which is fine i get that they do the same thing with marvel movies let's be real <laughs> so um I so all right. So you were you saw the original reveal at E3. I um, I did. Yes, so, I was there. For the yeah, reveal. yes, you were. Um. So, and and the the general response at E3 was one of like generally people were kind of underwhelmed. Yeah, Where I mean, you at? as a as a as a game to watch, it wasn't that exciting. Yep. But as a game to play, putting your hands on the demo because it was the it's a the same demo that you saw the that had the footage released or whatever mm-hmm. post E three it's the same thing but it's interactive sure so I think that's what made it a little more interesting to me because when I sat there I was like oh this is probably going to be a good game one day right now it doesn't seem that interesting yeah. it's not doing anything innovative sure but getting the game getting my hands on it was a lot different and it definitely was like okay you know if they continue down this line and they make sure they open things up just a little bit you know me i don't really like open world games i definitely want it to be somewhat linear so that i know where i'm going and what i should be doing to uh deal with the to deal with the story but so yeah it was it was a solid it was a solid game it was a solid demo great you know that's kind of i'm happy to hear that i mean the so hearing, you know, reading previews and watching previews coming out of PAX where people were finally playing it, and also Gamescom because there were some people playing it there, um, I I was relieved, and I think there were a lot of fans that were angry. I mean, admittedly, there's a lot of fans angry about everything all the time, but um, I, I think a lot of folks put really high expectations on this game. I... And it, exactly... Exactly. I think you and I are kind of in the same place. Um, in that, listen, um, this if you mean to tell me that I will get Marvel Ultimate Alliance as a 3D action game where I can, you know, where, like, fine. Like, I don't think this game needs to be a 10 oh. in order to be worth my time. 
making an 8 and 8.5. That's a perfectly excellent game. It doesn't need, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to live up to its own hype. That's for sure. Well, yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, so yeah. few things actually can. Um, yeah, exactly. You ha as soon as you hop on the hype train, you know, you're doomed. Because that hype train, you, if you ride it all the way to the end. Well, man. As a, um, as a hype elemental, which is me, <laughs> um, I think that it is entirely possible to like, and I try and teach people about this is that it is perfectly okay to be super excited and think things are going to be awesome. And then when you get there and they're not super awesome, you just go cool, but it was good. And then you move on. Sure. Yeah. And that's great. And if you can <laughs> do that, if you can build that into your code and the way that you approach playing games that have been massively hyped. I mean, shoot, I don't know if Outer Worlds is going to be as amazing as I'm hoping it'll be, but I'm still on board. Yeah. I'm still going to play it. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. You know. I, I mean, that's welcome. I mean, that's that's how I have to operate because I get excited yeah. about everything. I love I know, so. And, um, and I'm okay with it not being freaking bananas. Um, but how about this? Uh so they're starting with the five primary, like the five core Avengers, and then they're yes. going to be adding more. Yes, the and they're all free. <laughs> and they're all going to be free. All of them. So you mean to tell me that eventually I'm going to get to play as Vision in one of those Warzone levels? I mean, I hope so. I mean... I, can, I, mean, I mean, I don't have any more information than you do, but yeah. I mean, that, that's okay. definitely a possibility. Given an infinite amount of time, um, and they put out superheroes... Over time, um, I think. It, I mean, it's. I think Vision now. Vision is like a guy that people know who he is. Before Age of Ultron, I would have. I would have had my doubts, but now, I have a feeling I'm gonna get to play as Vision in this game. And frankly, it could be a five. And as long as I get to play as Vision, I'm okay. Um, back up to an eight so, for you. Yeah, it immediately does, and that's. I think that's the thing that a lot of folks miss about like review scores is that most outlets that score games like when they get into like the sixes and the fives and the sevens they're like listen this ha it's it's not broken or necessarily bad it's just there and it, it could if very well like resonate games yeah if you like these style of games it could be that you're gonna love this it just turned out not to resonate yeah. for that particular reviewer yeah, how about like, that's a completely different conversation yeah, about scoring and reviews but so that was a it was a solid demo though. I think that that game when it comes out is going to be like an eight and eight point five, which is great. And I hate being the kind of person where I'm putting review scores on things that I've only seen pre. This is pre-alpha, by the way. Yeah. This is a pre-alpha well, demo. It could be that the game that we get is completely different, yeah. that it is completely bonkers and amazing and mm -hmm. totally off the wall, and I would be thrilled to pieces. And I would love to eat these words in March. Of, sorry, in May of 2020. You think it's going to come so, out in May? I know it's coming out on May. Out in May. I mean, they haven't delayed it yet, but you think they're not going to delay it? I mean, they might. I don't know. I think that would end up going bad for their quarter. So you have to you have to remember that. Um, oh yeah. That yep. get, yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna hit at the beginning of their Q. Two, one, two, one. No, not one. Could be two or three. I don't remember. But it, it hits at the beginning of a quarter for them. Either yeah. at the beginning or the end of the quarter. I forgot so about just, that. Yeah, you got to think about it in terms of finances. So that was a, it was a solid demo. I'm looking forward to the game still. I can't wait to see what it becomes. Mm -hmm. um, another solid T-rated game 
that I saw was Private Divisions, which is the, you know, double, like the the mid-tier high-end indie uh, label coming out of Take-Two Games. They put together this excellent game called Disintegration. And Disintegration, I don't know if you saw the Gamescom trailer for it, but it is really interesting. Is that the one so where you you're say, the dude in the helicopter? Yeah, so you're that on this cool. like, it's like hover bike essentially, and you're hanging out, and with one of your hands you are directing your troops, and with the other hand you are shooting a gun. And you are running around, and you are capturing points, and you are, you know, like, it's essentially like capture the flag, that was the mode I ended up playing, was like capture okay. the flag. Um, it was it was a control. I guess I think actually it was a control point thing where I had to move one thing to another control point. It was sure. really interesting. So fast paced game, different archetypes that you'll mm -hmm. be able to play as. Um, you know, depending on what your play style is, you can play as a variety of different teams. Um, I favored the you know heavy DPS team. I played a little bit of the healing team, and I played some of the control team. So I got I got a little bit of everything when I was playing Disintegration. Okay. Really, really, another really solid game. That game and came out of nowhere. Beautiful. It's absolutely friggin' gorgeous. I think that this game is going to, is going to make waves. I really do. Because it's completely, it's way different than anything I've ever played. I've never played a first-person shooter that is also tactical and third-person at the same time. It's a little bonkers. I've played tactical shooters before. I've played first-person shooters before. But I've never played them smashed into the same game. Sure. That sounds great. Um, yeah, it, it came out of freaking really nowhere. Fun. Yeah, and it did come out of nowhere, and it was really, really fun. Okay, so that's disintegration from private that's disintegration division. Private division, they another do good work. They do, like they seriously do. Private division is is excellent, um, and the staff at private division they're just fun. Um, what else did I play? Oh, I checked out the first look at Kerbal Space, uh, Kerbal Space Ooh. Program Two. The Kerbal 2 is really pretty. It's very pretty. Um, they did a lot of quality of life upgrades to the sure. user interface. Um, they did a lot of changes to the way that they onboard players for the game to make it easier for players to really get into it. I mean, lots of different mechanical changes. I think, where did I end up writing this down? I think I wrote it down on my phone, actually. Let me pull up my notes for Kerbal. Because I, I was having so much fun with Kerbal while I was watching it. Oh, here we go, yeah. So, um, rating is still pending. It's still very silly. The Kerbals are very silly. There are new parts, new tools, new tech. There's color customization. There is a way for you to do custom camera work and custom audio to record your launches. Okay. That's going to be all over TikTok. <laughs> Absolutely. You can also plan your spaceship and put it together in modules before actually inserting the whole thing onto your onto your bigger spaceship. Okay, that's awesome. Which is very cool. It is supposed to be less intimidating for newcomers. Accessibility is their primary concern. They really, really, really want new people to not look at this and be like, okay, I know this is little ro literal rocket science, but I want to build a rocket ship too. They also introduced uh, colonies, so you can build colonies pretty much anywhere that you can end up landing. And 
they have the, their own their their own physics challenges for establishing these colonies. You can unlock the ability to build new ships, including interstellar ships, and you can explore uncharted technologies and territories. So, so they, they added made it some sci-fi. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So they they added some sci-fi. It's it's solid. Like it, I I keep saying solid, but like I haven't seen anything. What I like we haven't talked about my wow factor yet. It was a solid game. Sure. Really, really solid. I think, and I'm looking forward to it because I think it, the kids are going to love it. I think making it more accessible was a really good, mm -hmm. um, a really good choice because the first game was great, but a lot of I know personally more than a dozen people who started playing and bounced off because it was so weird. Yeah. So hard to get into it, and part of that, and we talked about it when it was announced, was that. It was in early access, so a lot of people's first experience with it was when it was not finished. And yeah, our guess it, is that this it was, is not going to be unfinished. No. So I'm stoked. This is going to be yeah. great. Like, it's going to be know. really, it's going to be really, really fun for the kids, especially because yeah. I know that my kids love the original Kerbal and they just love tinkering and doing their yeah. own things. So this should make it a lot easier for players like Vivian. To come in and start tinkering and figuring yeah. out science on her own instead of waiting for her big brothers to show her. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's Kerbal. I know another game that you were really interested in was Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer. We were, in fact. We were very interested in this game that deals with a very challenging topic of death. Yep. It was beautiful. Okay. It was absolutely beautiful. So, was Everything it a yeah, yeah. So I ended up getting it behind. I did. I ended up getting to play it. Um, played for 20 minutes, I think. Okay. My mom came to my, to that appointment with me. She ended up sitting there and marveling at the animations and how beautiful the atmosphere was and how even when talking about death, they're talking about it in a way that's really accessible or anyone. So if you've never experienced someone dying, you know, this is the kind of game that you would sit down and play with your kid if their grandparent were dying or has passed away or whatever. It's that kind of accessible. Okay. And I think that this is going to be a very important game. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's pretty uh, that's pretty impressive to get that from a 20 minute demo. Um, I think it's very very important game i'm Good. really looking forward to the full game coming out because i think that this is going to be the kind of game that i'd want to play on stream and have that conversation like maybe bring our very lovely friend dr rachel coward on so we can have that conversation about about death and and everything like that like how to have that conversation with your kids yeah so. no, i'm sure she will I'm sure video she would game. Be, i'm sure she would love to do that oh, I'm um, sure. also Wonderful. super jealous that you saw her and i didn't i didn't oh you didn't huh. i did not Oh, I remember ever... how I said Pax was really weird. Pax yeah. was really weird. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I didn't get a, I didn't get the opportunity to see her. I uh, wanted to, but I didn't get the opportunity to. Well, I do know. I mean, it was hard for me to see her at Pax East because she was running around like a crazy it, person. She's it, mad busy. Also, you were mad busy. All right, so that's Spirit Fair. That's Spirit um, Fair. Anything else? Uh, I took a look more? at Dauntless. I took a look at Dauntless on Switch. Okay. Dauntless is relatively new still it was in early access for a mm -hmm. long time but it launched into full release i think it was in march yeah april something yep. like that it's still coming to switch but pretty man. cool it yeah. is it is um it's 
interesting on Switch. I like it better on PC, but that's a preference. And the final game that I want to talk about and spend a little bit of time with is Hotshot Burn. So Hotshot Burn is this bonkers arena brawler that is a little bit violent and very, very fast-paced. Okay. So you play it with four people. It's couch co-op. And the goal, and the aim of the game is to be the last one standing and to eat nachos and it's just this bombastic, strange thing that yeah, so you gotta you gotta run around, be the last one standing and eat all the nachos. Huh. Okay. And the level the levels are weird and they have different physics challenges that you have to grapple with in order to come out on top and yeah, it's got it's got chops. It's got a lot of chops. What did we what did we say it was gonna replace, Mike? Towerfall. That's what it was. Yeah, it it feels like this is a this is a Towerfall Slayer. Okay. I I brought up a video of somebody playing it because uh, apparently it's on it's on Steam right now. Yeah, it is. Um, and so it's kind of like a twin stick shooter. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, eating nachos is important. Eating nachos um, is part of daily. I, think exactly, I mean, I'm disappointed. I will admit that I am disappointed in some of the blood, but I mean, I think that's just kind of unavoidable it's, in some cases. But yeah, like it's I said, cartoony, it's violent. stupid. It, um, yeah, it reminds me. It reminds me a lot of like the the cartoons that would come on at like seven or eight o'clock at night on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, it definitely gives that feel. That's what it reminds me of. So it's for teens, like yeah. older teens for sure. This is not for little kids, unfortunately. Because it is, it is kind of, it is kind of bloody, uh, but it's really fun. Well, like, is, yeah, ridiculously fun. Like, it has no business being as fun as it is. I bet. I mean, one of the characters is apparently a, a cactus. Um, yes, that sounds good to me. That sounds good. Um, yeah. um, so that's Hot Shot Burn. So that's already it's available on Steam right now. Um, and it is, uh, I mean, it's very well rated. Um, and so it's coming to everything. I think it's coming Switch? to everything. All right. I mean, it was on. I mean, it was on Steam. Um, and apparently Kotaku really likes it. Um, oh yeah. It's, so it's a sounds it's like a party game, game kind of group. Yeah. It's got a party game kind of feel. It it is it is a party game kind of feel, but it's a party game that you play with your buddies, not with your kids. I get. Unless it. your kids are older. I get that. Um. So there we go. That's Pax West. That's Pax West. That was my highlights of Pax West. Yeah. So, I mean, stuff. that sounds like, yeah. I mean, that sounds, uh, that sounds like, well, I mean, outside of the fact that you get to see your mom, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, and, um, I saw pictures and holy crap, that's definitely your mom. Oh, night, Maggie. Night, Maggie. It's bedtime. And so. yes, my mother definitely, we yeah. definitely look. I was so like, holy like... crap, check it out. That's Amanda's mom. You didn't even have to tell me really. Um, I figured I would have figured it out pretty quickly. We look very, um, very similar. So, I look even more similar to her her twin. Ron has a twin. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. Cool. I'm just it, the, twins are super common, really, in the universe. Now that the world is smaller, um, but I'm always like, whoa, cool. Um, so yeah, that's Pax West. I wish yeah. I was there. Um. But I'm going to my own little convention. I know, but we would have been so busy, we would have seen each other for three minutes. 
Um, Put a high five and maybe had dinner. High five and have dinner. Yes. Um, we'll do that at PAX East next year. Um, and Toy Fair. Um, oh. but I'm going to my own convention and I can't wait because, uh, I, um, this is, this probably should have been in housekeeping, but I, uh, Linda and I will be at the Boston Festival of Independent Games. Wonderful. Tom- uh, not tomorrow. Cause tomorrow is Thursday on Saturday. Wonderful. Um, and Engage Family Gaming will be presenting the best family game award. Oh, I'm um, so excited for you. Also, I'm a judge, but like I'm always a judge, so that's not really. But we're actually presenting an award, uh, one of the figgies, um, at the end, so I get to make like a cool speech or whatever. Um, and so that's a pretty big deal. So we'll be able to talk about that the mm-hmm. next uh, the next time we get together, because uh, folks, this has been episode 196. Of engage of the Engage Family Gaming podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording, um, which is a lot. I'm setting True. the bar really high. Um, so I have one favor to ask of everybody. Um, we're getting close to episode 200, which is crazy. Um, some small spoilers. We're going to be making some format changes. Nothing crazy. Amanda is not leaving. No. Um, Can't get rid of I'm me. aware of. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, but we are, um, but we're going to be, you know, changing things up, having some new music. It's going to be a wild time. Um, but what I would love is, um, you got four weeks until episode 200. Um, and I would love if you would in between now and then, um, send via Twitter or Facebook through our Facebook page, your thoughts, um, Maybe, you know, your favorite Engage Family Gaming podcast memory. Um, I have already spoken to some of our past guests, like The Professor and uh, She Who Needs No Title, um, and several other of our longtime guests. We're going to have a wild party, um, and that's going to kick off a string of guests, uh, some of whom will be returning uh, like our good friend Kylie Adams from Spawn on Me, and um, you know, obviously my BFF Dr. Rachel Cowart will be back probably several times, Great. among other people. Um, so it's going to be a wild ride um, after episode 200. So we hope you guys will enjoy as we get there, and then uh, celebrate with us. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm just it's we're it's all it's about to be a birthday party. Um, It is. But until then, folks, you have yourself a wonderful week. We will see you next time. And uh, don't forget to get your family game on. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. Hi everyone, this is Steven Dutzman. I'm the host of this podcast. Engage Family Gaming is supported on Patreon. So, if you like what we do and have a dollar to spare, head on over to patreon.com slash engagedfamilygaming and pledge. Every dollar helps.